Today's episode is sponsored by my own merch store. Buy something. Or don't. I don't care. Listen. This week's episode, I will admit one thing. It's going to be a bit more serious. So for those who like my happy camper mentality, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's still going to be jokes in this and stuff. But it's regarding a topic that I never see discussed amongst people. What I mean by this is there's a phenomena in the comedy world, okay? And and in film as well. I think people who are in film or in indie industry know about it. Pagliacci syndrome, also known as the sad clown paradox. What exactly is it? The reason I'm bringing it up is because I like the Pagliacci um, musical. However, there's a lot more to it. I... I'm looking into it more, and I want to open people's eyes to it. Because a lot of people may see it as just an artist with depression, or something like that. Don't get me wrong, this ain't ain't a cry for help, I gotta make that real clear right now. Because this is going to be a heavy-handed subject, but... Yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with me, Don't, don't don't get that twisted, okay? Your boy's happy. But I do feel like not enough people talk about this. Brace yourself for a more serious episode. Um... You know, just felt like I needed to talk about it, just to explain to people what it is. All right. Okay, so I should probably explain a bit further. For those who don't know, I at some point in my life wanted to be an artist um it's not a big deal you know like i just i didn't want to go to school for it by any means but i did find it fascinating because there's a lot of nuances and subtleties when it comes to not only art but the artist themselves and i got a i got a good refresher of one today and of all places of all places i could have possibly gotten this inspiration from i got it from a meme but it was a meme depicting a certain art style or a certain a certain painting. Here, let me pull it up. I often I struggle with names, you know, when it comes to uh, when it comes to art and you know sometimes people's names in general. There's a painting called Stanchik, and if you've never seen it, you know, Google it. It's um, here. Let me spell it out for you so you guys can Google it easier. S T A N C Z YK. If you've never seen the painting before, first off, I'm very surprised. Um, you know, welcome to Earth, <laughs> we, where, where we enjoy our art. But the reason that this painting is so interesting to me is because it's one of the oldest depictions of what's now called Pagliacci Syndrome, which is the sad clown paradox. The reasoning behind this painting is actually very historic. Because the, the clown himself, or the, the court jester in this case, is slouched down. If you look very closely at the painting, I'll, I'll give you an analysis. He's slouched down, unhappy, just miserable looking guy, right? Really sad looking. He's got his back to a party that's only kind of visible in the other room. The main focus of the painting is him and his misery. He's not happy. In fact, historically, it's been depicted that this man is really upset by recent events that have happened. This happened around Pol- in Poland around the 1600s. It was after a war. And 
a very bad one, mind you, where Poland was overtaken by another country. However, in the background of the photo, you can see, in a painting, you can clearly see that everyone else just doesn't care. They just want to party, they want to enjoy their lives, and yet the one person who is unhappy is the court jester. The oldest, you know, form of clownery. The reason I like this so much, the reason I was so interested in it, is again, I was a big fan of Pagliacci. And what is that about exactly? I just hit the mic away, sorry. What is that about exactly? Well, Pagliacci is... Really, it's really hard to explain, you know? But Pagliacci is a clown that's dealing with his own things, right? I guess you could say it's an old depiction of depression, but in a very specific sense. The reason being is because this clown, you know, we, we see clowns and we think, okay, yeah, we, they're, I, I guess nowadays they're interpreted as, as scary because, you know, times change. But at the time, it was the, it was the height of comedy, you know? Basically comedians. Think of it that way. Pagliacci is very depressed in this, in this entire thing. Vesti la Guba being one of the main songs. The one everybody knows, you know, Ridi Pagliaccio, you know that one. If you've never heard it before, well, first off, I'm surprised, you know, very surprised, in fact. Maybe you've heard it, but in some other way, because it's often depicted in media. <clears throat> I had a burp. <laughs> Word of advice when recording a podcast, do not drink too much sparkling water. It's hot in here. It's very hot in here. Also, this topic's very heavy-handed as well. I don't typically talk about serious things because I try to pay respect and homage to it, right? There is also a recent depiction of the Sadiclon Paradox, one of the main ones, Chris Farley, which tragically, you know, like everyone knew him back in the 90s, you know? He was a really funny guy. He did that whole bit in Saturday Night Live, you know, I live in a van down by the river, you know, that thing. Very funny guy. But he had a lot of problems in the background. And that's exactly it. That's what the Pagliacci syndrome is. That's what the sand cloud paradox is. Where we get comedians who, no matter how depressed or no matter how sad they are in the background, they will try their hardest to make everybody laugh. You know? I'm a big proponent. You know, I'm a big encourager of people to express their feelings properly, you know? If someone's sad, hey, let me know. We'll try to cheer you up. Or, you know, we'll talk about it. That's important. However, I, I saw this with Jim Carrey as well back in the day. Where Jim Carrey, you know, very funny guy. Everyone laughs at him. And then one day, he released a video that was very, very serious. And no one took it seriously. The sad part is, he was asking a woman to marry him live on camera. If you guys don't remember that, look it up on YouTube. There's plenty of videos of it. And it's insane to me how... Oh, well, I'm kind of glad that nowadays, you know, we're a big proponent of it, right? If someone has depression, you go to a doctor, you talk to a therapist, all that. I'm very happy with that because historically, that was not a thing, you know? We didn't always have the luxury that we have now where people can go and speak to a therapist, get some medication if they're depressed, you know, all that good stuff, all that good modern day um, assistance, I guess. This struck a chord with me, seeing all these old drawings. Stanchik specifically, 
like it was like a snap in the face it was like hey remember this do you remember what you went through because tragically I did go through something similar a while back but that's behind me now and I'm pretty pretty happy about it another depiction though is Bruce Davidson's The Dwarf look it up it's a very powerful photo where it's just a, a little person just as a clown smoking a cigarette and holding flowers Bruce Davidson is a photographer this isn't a painting this is an actual photo and Again, it's another depiction of the Pagliacci syndrome. I'm just going to call it the sad clown, you know? I used to be obsessed with the imagery of the sad clown. Admittedly, I was going through some stuff at the time. And, well, I, I think I, I think I like nudged towards it, you know? I, um, I've alluded to it in the past and I've always said, that's a story for another day. Well, I guess that day has come. Let's just say I love the wrong woman, okay? It happens to all of us, okay? I look back at it, and I'm a little sad. However, I'm, a, I'm in a much better place now. I'm more comfortable talking about it because I'm no longer affected by it. You know, you look in your past, some stuff is a little heavy-handed. You look at some things, and you don't want to remember it because it was a very strong moment. So, yeah. It was, um... That's all it was, really. Just a heartbreak. However, now that it's much later on, I'm in a much better place. I'm happy talking about it. Because it's a learning curve. But it was at the time when I was making art and music alone in my room. It could be three in the morning, didn't matter. And I would just be drawing whatever I felt like. Mostly I was doing canvases. I'm, th I'm thinking of doing that again. Because I would paint these canvases, right? Watercolor, pastels, yeah, all that stuff. I didn't want to go to, I guess I did kind of want to go to school for it. But I don't mind that I didn't because those tuition fees are fucking huge, dude. Like seriously. But I'm looking at some of these old paintings now. And yes, the Pagliacci syndrome, sad clown paradox or whatever. It's been around for a while. And it's also interesting to me because it plays in a modern day, um, modern day media, you know? I, I really don't want to mention, <laughs> I don't want to mention this one, but I guess a good example is Joker. You know, the movie? Not the character himself, but like, you know, that movie where he goes, you get what you fucking deserve, you know? Cause like, he was a clown, he was going through some stuff in the background, but he wanted to make people laugh. You get it. That's that's the whole point. It, it, it was just... It was kind of just placed on my lap. Because, you know, targeted advertising on YouTube, whatever. I was looking that up too, by the way. I was given a reminder of it, and I thought I would talk about it on the podcast. Admittedly, there ain't much to say. But, you know, I thought I would bring it up. Now that I'm talking about it, it does feel a bit heavy-handed. Because, you know, we all know about depression, all that stuff. But I don't know. I just see it more powerful when comedians are affected. Yeah, shit sucks. Here's another example, okay? Before I before I change topics, as I do, because admittedly it's it's a heavy topic. But you know, we talk about anything on this podcast, unless it's you know 
Okay, I've always had these unspoken rules. I guess I should bring it up now. One, we don't talk about racism. Or like, we don't say anything racist here. Two, we don't talk about politics. The very important one. Seriously. I mean, we could poke fun at, you know, things. But don't pick a side. It's basically what I'm saying. Because people use that to fight way too much. I don't like that. I don't like being roped into that type of... This isn't that type of podcast, okay? Number three, try to avoid controversial topics. But... That one's easier said than done, to be honest. I think me and Brian did something like that. Oh, well. Anyway, going back to it, there was this song a while ago. It's called In This Shirt. If you never heard it, well, first off, I'm surprised because it was everywhere like three years ago. It's like, you know, I am, I am lost in a rainbow. I don't know. I'm not a good singer, okay? At least not when I'm on the spot like this. But it was everywhere. It's that one song that has has like a beat drop. It's not a beat drop. It's like a violin drop. It's like, I am lost. I am lost. You know, that song. Which, okay, I've sung it twice. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up In This Shirt by The Irrepressibles. But I bet you didn't know that that song was originally in this, in this um, film, The Forgotten Circus, which is another depiction of this exact phenomena. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to tell you right now. This isn't just my artistic side coming out. You gotta watch it. It's 14 years old now on YouTube. It's got like 2. Point, yeah, 2.7 million views, but you just gotta watch it, okay? There's something about this. There's a, um, there's a haunting aspect to it. It's almost like everyone's going through this sad clown syndrome at the same time in the video. Because it's, it's like a short film. And it's very well done. The song was originally in this video okay this is where the song is from so if it sounds out of place anywhere else it's because it's supposed to be for a film you know it's like um it's like when you hear a song in a movie and you look it up later maybe you shazam it in a theater or something and then you play it and it just doesn't hit the same like on its own <laughs> it's like one of those moments you know i think the main song that was shazammed was um during during an old episode of Family Guy where uh, Africa by Toto was playing in the background and I think Bonnie and Joe, like their marriage was like falling apart or something and then they finally fall in love again. That's a sweet moment, right? But yeah, from like, look this up. From the original film, The Forgotten Circus, music by the Irrepressibles in this shirt. The video is five minutes long and it's worth a watch, okay? I can't depict it any better than they did. I wanted to talk about it way more, but they do it justice in this video, okay? This entire podcast can be skipped if you just watch this video. Hell, I'll even link it in the description, okay? I'm being that serious about it. Because for me, on YouTube, I like watching either funny videos, cooking shows, shout out to my Babish fans, you guys know what's up, and audio stuff, music videos, I watch a lot of stuff, okay? And one of my guilty pleasures is cinema, you know, like small films, small indie films. It's something I don't talk about because admittedly it's, it's a niche hobby, I guess. And then some things just pop up out of nowhere, you know, this song's a good representation of that because it was really popular for a small moment because I guess people discovered it, I guess because of TikTok. Hey, speaking of TikTok, let's talk about that. Because I was so bored one day that I just decided to start duetting everyone's videos with a blank expression on my face. Nothing else. 
I don't know why that garnered such an attention, but it is what it is. Also, for some reason, people like Peggy, my uh, my Roomba, which when I'm recording, she just kind of cleans the floors, you know what I mean? It's nice. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny seeing her just go around in the background. That's all that happened, really. So how's your week been? Oh, wait, you can't respond unless you respond to the email. MGSBusinessContact at gmail.com. Link in the description, as always. I did forget to mention two very notable um, examples of the sad clown paradox. One of them is another painting. Um, this one is Swab Blue by Edward Hopper. It's spelled S-O-I-R-B-L-E-U. Look it up. It's a very good depiction of it. It's a very literal depiction of it because it's a sad clown just sitting there smoking a cigarette. But it's the... Um, it's the, it's where he's at, you know, that, um, that, that, that really speaks to me. Also, my girlfriend did remind me of one just now. Um, this one, I, this one I was saddened by actually, like really saddened. This topic is hard to talk about without deeply getting sad yourself. So, you know, if I sound a bit more down, I mean, this is a more serious topic. Um, Robin Williams, another prime example. As we know, everyone loved him. He made everyone laugh. And he took his own life. See, this is another example. Yeah, and that's, that's, I don't know, like, it strikes a chord with you when you look it up more. And I highly encourage you all to do it. And also, more, more importantly, okay, this, this I want to bring up myself. Talk about your mental health. You know, if something's going wrong, talk about it, okay? It's very important that you let it out. If you leave it inside, it just kills you on the inside, you know? And that's very important to talk about. Nowadays, there's plenty of resources for help. Back then, there wasn't so many. I think Robin Williams, you know, he, he could have... He could have gotten the help he needed. This topic is so hard to talk about. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Yeah, it's again, I, I warned you guys before. It's a very heavy-handed topic. I'm going to take a moment to deviate from the sadness because there's another much darker history when it comes to these uh, these artists that couldn't express themselves in other ways oh my god i i hesitate to talk about this one because just seeing the paintings just kind of disturb me and knowing their history is even worse so viewer discretion is advised for this part i guess i don't know I mean, you're not exactly seeing anything, but, you know, Google with caution, I guess. The black paintings. Mental health is important to talk about, okay? But you know what else is labeled under the same category as mental health? Not just depression and sadness, but also the deterioration of the mind. Francisco Goya. A very well-known Spanish painter. He painted very light-hearted paintings. Very nice, in, in a style that's very colorful and very playful. However, near the end of his life, he had debilitating issues with his health, where to the point where he was basically stuck in his home. And what they found in his home was really disturbing. I, I believe it was either 12 or 13 paintings. But 
They were known as the black paintings. They were not meant to be seen by anyone. And after finding them out, I kind of get why. You see, with depression and anxiety comes, you know, a myriad of other issues. They're precursors to much worse things. For example, madness, which I would definitely depict Francisco Goya at the end of his life in this way. These paintings that he did were not painted on canvas. They were never meant to be seen. They were hidden from the world. They were his own... His mind, I guess. I don't know what was in there, but... It really fucks you up seeing it. There's this one... This one painting. It, it depicts an ancient story, basically, where... Hang on, I want to look this up just to make sure I got it all right. So, at this point in his life, Francisco Goya was deaf, and he was struck with an unknown illness. This was around the time Napoleon invaded Spain, and he witnessed bloodshed. He witnessed the death of many people that he worked with. All of this culminating in these art pieces that just depict the darkest side of history. This is raw emotion on canvas and eventually on his walls. Also, the story I was mentioning earlier was uh, of Saturn. Which, if you don't know, he was, um, he, he took the throne and legend has it that one of his children would eventually usurp the throne. In the story, when his children are born, he would swallow them whole. However, Francisco Goya, with this debilitating disease and witnessing the bloodshed in his country, he painted, he, he did what he knew. He, he knew that. He, he couldn't say anything, otherwise he would be killed by the current, um, the current king, basically the current autocracy. And these paintings, since they were never meant to be seen, were just him expressing raw emotion. Francisco Goya did not care what we thought about the paintings. He simply painted. Saturn devouring his son is probably one of the most disturbing pieces of art in history. Once you know the history behind it as well, Francisco Goya, a man who essentially lost his mind. And you can see it in the painting because the story, right? The story of Saturn devouring his children is relatively wholesome compared to this painting. Oh my God. I'm watching the, I'm looking at the painting right now. I'm just, I'm uncomfortable. Like really. Knowing the history just made it worse um, for me. I, I've seen the painting before and I thought, that's creepy. But after after hearing the history, it just fucked me up. I'm not even going to lie. That, that, really did, that really did get me. Francisco Goya painted Saturn, you know, as, as it says in the title, devouring his son. Although in the story, he swallows him whole. In the painting, Saturn looks like a maniac his eyes wide open, devouring not his young child, but a fully grown adult who clearly fought back, his head missing and blood everywhere that you could see Saturn clutching his son so hard that blood's running down his hands. This is raw. This is God, good God, I don't know, man. I have chills running down my spine. I'm looking at this painting and I don't want to anymore. You see what I mean? 
This is why it's important to talk about things. I know back then we couldn't do it, but holy shit. Stuff like this happened and it changes the course of history. This changed art history. It made it more brutal, more raw, more real. The black paintings are an enigma. You have to look this up, okay? Because this is another example of emotions through art. Powerful emotions, mind you. Yeah, we all know about love or happiness, you know, stuff like that. But we gotta we gotta understand. Emotions are a full spectrum. It's a blanket term. What what counts as an emotion? Sadness. Anger. Frustration. Joy. Tears. Love. Yeah, that's one of them, sure. A feeling of awe. Just everything, you know? I think when people think of emotions, they also think of... Like, they specifically think happiness and sadness. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's branch out a bit more. Because Francisco Goya wasn't sad or happy. He was downright... Uh, he was just broken. This is a broken man. In the paintings, uh, because at the time, every painting was, you know, happy. More colorful, more playful. He went the exact opposite direction. They're darker. They're more gritty. There's this painting where a man is asleep and there's demons coming out of his back. You know, you can see the madness in the paintings. And it's very interesting. This is why I like art history so much. I know we started off on a sad topic, but this topic, on the other hand, is more, it's more disturbing. Disturbing, sure, but still interesting. So if you're not... If you're not faint of heart, look up the dark paint, uh, the black paintings and learn about the history of Francisco Goya because around him, the, the world was changing. At first, it was a developing country and they were moving, they were progressing forward, right? Until Napoleon came and ruined everything. So, in a way, we have Napoleon Bonaparte to thank for the black paintings. Maybe Francisco would have... Um, I don't know, maybe he wouldn't have painted these things if that war had never happened. And he got disillusioned by everything. I guess what he saw really, really fucked him up. I mean, these paintings speak for themselves. I'm only talking about Saturn devouring his son because it's the most disturbing. But none of them are comfortable to see. You know, none of them are, none of them are things to take lightly because you look at it, and again, it's very important to learn the history of them. I, I like this topic, but admittedly, both topics were hard to talk about. See, that's what I've been trying to do lately, too. I've been trying to branch out, talk about topics that aren't easy to talk about, but they have to be said, you know? Sometimes things just have to be put into words. In this case, we talked about, you know, sad clown paradox and madness when, when an artist cannot speak his true self he will he will paint you know and he will paint what he knows because everyone knows artists that's how they express themselves sometimes they just get paid and they paint a good painting that's it but an artist has got to art you know you know what i mean and comedians got a comedy yeah i guess i don't know that's gonna you know what hang on let me turn this screen off i'm getting tired of saturn staring at me with those weird eyes those eyes are really disturbing. The, when you could see the white of someone's eyes, you know they've gone fully unhinged. And Saturn's eyes are piercingly white. You never see that much white in somebody's eyes when they're painting them like that. 
Okay, um, I think I've reached a breaking point myself. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I cannot go any further. I know I'm not even at the 30-minute mark. You know what? This episode was hard to record, but at least it wasn't as bad as, um, you know, how many men have to come in a pool in order to fill it up. That was a weird one. I still can't believe that got taken off of TikTok. I wonder why. It's not like I asked people. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to go into that. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Remember, if you have anything to tell me, like at all, about the podcast, maybe there's something you want me to talk about, maybe you want to be on. Also, Tim from Scratching Butt. Hello. I know he's listening. <laughs> I'm very happy that um, that your new content is uh, getting the attention it needs. Dude, Tim is such an awesome guy, bro. Seriously. You guys need to check out his stuff on TikTok and on Instagram. It's um, Scratching Butt. You know, scratching B-U-T, because the word scratching butt with two T's, that would get taken down. But no, scratching butt. Happy medium. Guy's hilarious. I love his content. Check him out. Again, um, if you want to contact me on anyways, Instagram's always open. You can go ahead and message me on that. Stop sending me spam messages. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. I don't know. That's going to do it for for that topic, I guess. Um Oh, we're still doing the mug giveaway. Uh, if I like your content, I'll send you some. Recently, Nicholas Payne Jones got a mug. I actually sent up two of them because I feel like I owed him one. Uh, he was on a he he did one of the intros for one of the older episodes. I'm trying to get him on, but with this new schedule, it's kind of weird. Also, he's he's kind of moving, so you know it's that's a thing as well. But yeah, look forward to that in the future because I am looking forward to it. And this week's gonna be busy. I won't lie. But yeah. Remember, mgsbusinesscontact at gmail.com. If you have anything to tell me, maybe you want to be on, maybe you want to try to win a free mug. It doesn't even have to be the mug with the logo on it. Like, I could just give you something else. It's all good, man. Recently, someone else did get the mug, too. Uh, Nicholas's uh, mug isn't in yet, but somebody else did get one. I'm not going to name his name. He did, I don't have him on social media. I actually have him on, on my phone number, of all things. Um, I don't know how you got that. But yeah, actually, okay, I remember now. It's an old coworker of mine. Good buddy. I gave him a mug. I thought he was cool. And he listens to the podcast. And you know what? I just burped. I'm sorry. I know this topic was a bit more serious than usual, but like, sometimes you got to branch out, you know? See what works. I mean, I, I have a feeling that this episode's going to be one of my outliers for sure. I don't expect a lot of people to listen to it, but if you do... Thank you. And uh, if you made it this far, you might as well share it, right? <laughs> All right. Appreciate you guys. Next episode is going to be a bit more happy, I guess. I'm not going to lie. I actually did research on something completely different, but this came out. I just wanted to talk about it, you know? Sad Clown Paradox. No one ever talks about it, but everyone knows what it is. It's one of those unspoken truths, and admittedly, it was hard to talk about it without me getting a little sad. I actually... Um, you might hear it in the episode, but I actually had to stop recording because I was just like, I was just so down, honestly. N now that we're now that we're done talking about it, cool. <laughs> All right, see you guys next week.